the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Said that this morning, and I got a little chuckle, and I thought, well, don't you know that Easter goes on for 50 days? 50 days we celebrate Easter. This great celebration, which is the essence of our faith. Without the resurrection, St. Paul says we are the most foolish of people. But with the resurrection, we have the truth and the life. We know the direction of where we're going, why we're here, what's the purpose, that death is never the end, but that Jesus has conquered sin and death to give us new life in him. And thus, in the church, we celebrate the resurrection for 50 days in the Easter season. But in all reality, we celebrate it every Sunday. Every Sunday, we celebrate this mystery of God's love for us who has come to bring us together as one in him who has died for our sins to save us and has risen to give us new life. That's what every Sunday celebration, that's what every Mass, every weekday Mass is about. And so in all reality, for us as Christians, every day should be Easter. St. Augustine said, we are Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Today, on this second Sunday of Easter, we also call it Divine Mercy Sunday. Because precisely what God has come to give us through his Son is his mercy. At the beginning of time, when God created the world, he created man and woman in his image. And when he did so, the scriptures say, then God breathed into them. He breathed his life into the human being, a share in his divine life. But he gave them an option to live in accordance with that life or to choose themselves over him because he wanted their response to be free, to love him back freely. And we all know the story. They chose themselves over God. And that's why sin and death entered into the world. But in, rather than annihilate them, God promised the Savior. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who would come into the world, the Messiah, the one who would come to restore what was lost. This is a sign of God's mercy right from the beginning. Because he had said, if you eat of this tree, you will die. They didn't die physically. They died spiritually. But he promised to recreate them, to give them back the gift of his spirit by having someone say yes to God and no to sin, and that's Jesus Christ. He chose the will of his Father over his own life, and thus, because of that, his obedience to the Father, their disobedience had brought in sin, his obedience brought in grace and mercy and love, and restored what was lost to give us once again the opportunity to share in the divine life of God. That is God's mercy. And he gives us that mercy in the sacraments. Nosotros participamos de la misericordia, el amor de Dios, en los sacramentos que ustedes van a recibir ahora. Esos sacramentos que son tu participación en esta gracia pascual que Dios nos ha querido dar para que compartimos en su vida divina. Eso es lo que estoy diciendo ahora. Divine Mercy Sunday reminds us 
that through the sacraments, God gives us his grace, his forgiveness, and his love. Many of our separated brethren ask, why do you Catholics confess to a man? Why do you go to the priest for confession? Well, next time anybody asks you that, because Jesus said to do it, tell them. In John 20, verses 19 to 31, you will find the story of Jesus appearing to his apostles and giving them, the ones he had just ordained, the newly ordained priests that he had just ordained Thursday, the night, three or four days before, giving them his authority to forgive sins. As the Father has sent me, so I send you, he said to his disciples. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. There's creation, the recreation. In the beginning of time, God breathed on them and gave them divine life. Now Christ breathes on them to give them once again a share in divine life in his spirit. And said, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive will be forgiven, and those you retain will be retained. And in that moment, Jesus instituted the sacrament of reconciliation, confession, giving men on earth, in his name, in his person, his authority to forgive sins. Why? Many say, we can go straight to God. If I'm sincere in my heart and truly contrite, God will forgive me. But he wanted us to have a very real, tangible, human experience of his mercy and his love. And so he gives us this sacrament in which, through his representatives, he himself can reach out and touch us and forgive us our sins. Show us, in a palpable way, his divine mercy. That's the sacrament of reconciliation. But it's all the sacraments. En todos los sacramentos recibimos el perdón y la misericordia y el amor de Dios. In baptism, we are washed clean of our sins without deserving it. Mercy is not something you deserve. It's something that's given. You asked for it humbly. It's like that story of Napoleon who was condemning a criminal to the gallows because of his terrible crimes. And in the crowd was his mother, and his mother screamed, Mercy, please have mercy on my son. And Napoleon said, Ma'am, everyone here knows that he's guilty. He knows he's guilty. He doesn't deserve mercy. And the mother said, I know he's guilty too. That's why I'm asking for mercy, because he doesn't deserve it. But he needs it desperately. And thus Napoleon freed the man because of her reasoning. Mercy is not something we deserve. It's something that is given if we ask for it humbly to God. In the scriptures you have the prodigal son who comes running back. It's enough for him to turn around for the father to run out to him, embrace him, and forgive him. He doesn't even let him finish his confession. Father, I don't deserve to be... Dress him up, put on the shoes, put on the ring, get him in the house. Because God is mercy. God the Father loves his children and wants us to share in his divine life. That's why he created us and breathed his spirit into us. But he gives us the freedom to choose. He will not impose his mercy upon us, but he will always be ready to give it. That's the one deadly sin, the one sin that can't be forgiven. 
is the sin of rejection of God's mercy. Any other sin you've ever committed, the, the worst, gravest, most horrendous things that can, a human being can do can be forgiven by God if humbly we ask with a contrite heart, I'm sorry, I sinned, forgive me. God will pour out his mercy on us. But if we reject his mercy, he will not force it upon us. That's the deadly sin, to reject the mercy of God. I've heard people say sometimes, Father, I don't know if I'm abusing God's mercy because I keep falling into the same sin over and over again. And I keep coming back to confession. I'm sorry, God, but then I go and I do it again. And then I'm sorry, and then I go and I do it again. I know the feeling. We've all done that. We've all confessed sins and then had to do it again, confess them again, because we've fallen again. But it's never the same sin. Never. Because once you go to God with your sin and you say, I'm sorry for this sin I committed, he takes it, he doesn't want it, he wipes it out, he destroys it forever, and in its place he gives his love, his mercy, and his grace. So that sin doesn't exist for God anymore. And he says, go and try harder, be better. So when you fall the next time, it's not the same sin, it's this sin. Now I need forgiveness for this one. And I need to be humble enough to come back. It doesn't matter if you fall a thousand times, get up a thousand and one, because God's mercy will be there for you. It doesn't matter if you fall a million times, get up a million and one, because God's mercy will be there for you. It's there in every sacrament. In baptism, we are cleansed of our sins and filled with God's grace, a gift of his mercy. In confirmation, the Holy Spirit comes to strengthen us and the mercy of God to dwell with us so that we in his love can be witnesses of his mercy to the world. En su confirmación van a ser testigos del amor, de la misericordia de Dios para que el Espíritu Santo les llene con su poder para que puedan dar testimonio de él ante el mundo. In the Santo Eucaristia, in the Eucharist, we receive the mercy and love of God. You know all the venial sins and imperfections and faults that we all have? Anybody get mad at their spouse lately? Anybody say something they shouldn't have? Think something maybe they shouldn't have? Done some of these imperfections and venial sins? A little anger, a little, little pride, a little selfishness? I think we all have those things to deal with every day. Well, in the sacrifice of the Mass, the mercy and love of God wipes away those sins by Jesus who makes himself present and his sacrifice of the cross and his resurrection from the dead gives us new life and cleanses us of all those weaknesses. If there's a mortal sin, we need to go to confession before we come back to receive. That's the sacrament that wipes that away. But in the Mass, all of our other imperfections are wiped clean. It's not a bad idea to confess them too every two or three months. But at the Mass, we even start out, I confess to Almighty God. We say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. And throughout the Eucharistic prayer, we implore his mercy over and over again. Because in the Eucharist, the divine love of God shares with us his divine life so that we can, through his mercy, partake of his life forever. He doesn't want us to wait to die to go to heaven. In the sacraments, we live a participation in the divine life of God right here on earth. And he showers his mercy upon us. He has mercy on Thomas in this gospel. 
He could have told Thomas, oh, you don't believe? Well, go to hell. Excuse the Greek. But he could have just said, you're condemned. If you don't want to believe, get out of here. No, Thomas, touch me. I did this for you. Put your hands in my wounds. Stop doubting and believe. That's a sign of his mercy to Thomas, his love for him, his wanting him to come. And then Thomas, yeah, he doubted. He probably helps us more than all the other ones did because they saw him and, okay, we saw him. Thomas didn't. He needed. And then God showed him his love and his mercy. And Thomas gives one of the greatest professions of faith that we have in the scriptures. Any Jew would be stoned to death for this blasphemy that he's saying if it weren't true. My Lord and my God, he calls Jesus. My Lord and my God. We oftentimes doubt like him. We oftentimes have our moments. And we need to stop doubting and believe in the love and mercy and grace of God that has been showered upon us by his son through his death on the cross and resurrection from the dead to give us new life. Not only when we die and go to heaven, now through every sacrament we receive. Muchos de ustedes van a ser también casados en la iglesia dentro de poco. Por eso están recibiendo este sacramento de confirmación. Este sacramento también es un sacramento de misericordia, de amor de Dios, para compartir con ustedes la vida aquí y ayudarles a llegar a la vida eterna. There's so much we could talk about still. I've gone on long enough, probably. But every part of this gospel speaks to us of God's love for us, his willingness to give us this sacrament that we can come back to, because after we were baptized and cleansed, we've fallen again, and we need to get back up and get washed. And so sacrament of reconciliation cleanses us again and again so that we can continue walking towards him. This sign of faith, this profession we make, this gift of his love and his mercy, it all comes down to living divine life in our souls through the sacraments in the church. That's what the sacraments are all about. Our participation here in the love and mercy and life of God. And so we should always come to him with humility. I don't deserve this, but I desperately need it. El Señor quiere que todos ustedes que van a recibir esos sacramentos hoy se convencen de que la vida divina es lo que les hace felices. Y la vida de gracia por los sacramentos es la que les va a levantar para que sean los hijos e hijas que Dios quiere que sean en esta vida. God wants us to come to him and find in him divine life so that we share in it now on earth and forever in heaven. Never doubt his mercy. No matter what you've done, your father, God, is waiting for you always with his open arms to forgive you whatever sin you or I have ever committed. Let's ask him to give us the grace to say, as the divine mercy says, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Thank you for this gift. Help me to correspond to it by loving others as you have loved me, by giving mercy as you have given it to me.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.